Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Hello, welcome back to The Pulse. This is Rachel, and I am so delighted to be sitting down with the members of Berkeley Supper Structure. Hey folks, how you doing? Hi! Yay! Um, so I like to sort of start in the same place, um, and while I might know the answer, uh, not everybody in our listening audience knows about how Upper Structure got started. So would you mind sharing with us your, your origin story? Upper Structure was founded in the spring of 2015 um, by a group of people who felt like there was a need in Berkeley's acapella community. Um, of just a group that just wants to sing together and have a more familial environment and just have fun. Um, that obviously evolved into a group of people who want to compete and excel in the field. Um, but we always hope to keep that same element of like family vibes by working hard and, and getting work done and being productive. So like we have competed in boss, we've competed at um, ICCAs a couple times. This year we're hoping to compete at LAF. Um, we've also traveled internationally to China and Hong Kong. Um, we've kind of been pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> and in your short tenure, right? I mean, you've been around for four to five-ish years, depending on how you count your school year. Um, <laughs> and have you, any of you been in the group for its entire duration or are you all sort of... Um, no. Okay. I've been in the group the longest for four years. Um, but they started a year before I came in, in my my um, freshman year. Okay. What have the changes been that you've seen in the group in that short period of time? <laughs> um, well, to start the group, I was the first black person to get into upper structure. Wow. So the group was entirely white prior to me and one other member. Um, and so we've really worked hard to be more inclusive of different minority groups, including racial minorities and gender minorities and sexuality minorities. Um, we've really worked hard to be more diverse in that aspect because we want our music to have a message. And I think initially they were like, let's just sing together. But through the different people in the group, we've been like, Let's tell a story because of this person who's inspired us. Yeah. You know, it, I wonder, um, Berkeley, as maybe people are, who are listening know or don't know, is a school of music. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I wonder how that impacts, or I wonder if you feel that that impacted your decision to be more competitive, since it is something that you do, like, sort of very deeply at school. Mm -hmm. I would hear I would yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, do you music directors can speak on that. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, I think that uh, the environment that Berkeley brings, it already kind of brings this um, competitive like vibe because everybody is a musician and everybody wants to be famous and wants to uh, have uh, recognition one day. Um, and so I think especially because, you know, us – being in a community just in Boston that has a thousand plus acapella groups. <laughs> and, also, and you're uh, not exaggerating, like literally. <laughs> and um, us also being the, the youngest acapella group at um, Berkeley, we are the baby. Well, not anymore. Yeah. But okay. at Charlie Gordon's? No, not no, Charlie Gordon's. On, on the box. No, on the box. It happened the year before. Oh. Yeah, 
You're right. So we're technically the babies. So yes, we are the um, baby group of Berkeley. So it was, it was kind of, I think over time we've, we've kind of tried to get rid of this feeling of like being the underdog because we've always felt like we're the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always you know felt like we have something to prove. And now we're kind of getting into the uh, arena of knowing uh, our worth and knowing what we can offer and knowing what we can do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, please. Yes. Also about um, not even just like reaching our full potential, but just like still trying to uh, get the message out that we are trying to uh, put out because that's what we represent. And no matter where we are, like success wise, that's going to be our main goal is to put out whatever message we're trying to uh, convey. Yeah. So like right now, what, what message do you feel like is important to you now? What, what are you trying to say right now? Um, so I think right now, currently we, so last year or two years ago now, our message um, dealt with racial injustice and diversity, which Tyra touched upon. And even just since then, our group has grown to be so much more diverse than it's ever been. Um, and then I think this year we're going to, our focus, we talked about it was, um, an emphasis on mental health mm-hmm. and, um, conveying that through our sound and through our music. And, um, we're really excited because I think we're doing something a little bit different this year that we usually don't do. So we'll have to stay tuned for that. Ooh, I like it. Nice <laughs> teaser. Um, do you, do you have specific experiences that you feel comfortable sharing that led you to focus on that message? I think as college students, all of us have experienced bouts of depression or anxiety, whether it be chronic or just phases. I mean, you have to say that anything's really a phase when it comes to that kind of stuff. But especially since we're such a family, I think it's nice for us to kind of get up on stage and tell people that, like, they have people who are there for them and people who can relate on, like, a very deep level to what other people are going through. Especially since we're musicians, we're all very like emotional people. <laughs> yeah. How does that message translate to the songs that you choose to sing? How, how do you choose songs that help you convey the, that message? Well, I think to start, we offer song suggestions to the whole group. Um, we intended to do that like we like share the theme of what we're going for and then we kind of see what everyone brings to the table because a lot of people just will just suggest songs that they connect with themselves sure and we as the board go through and we're like how can this really directly translate to the theme and the message that we're trying to convey and how can we put together a story with what we've been given through our song suggestions yeah and in terms of how you arrange those songs. I assume that that's done in house. Um, sometimes. Okay. So we do have, we do have a, a handful of in-house arrangers in the group currently. And then we also um, reach out to other arrangers um, such as like Hannah Tobias, who arranged freedom for us for our ICCA set. Um, Elliot Baum went, who we love. Um, he arranged muddy waters and spirit cold. Um, for our ICCA set also two years ago. Um, so we, we kind of just, um, we'll, we'll pick a song and we'll we'll talk about who, what arranger in-house or, you know, outside do we think um, can convey um, the message in a way that upper structure knows how. 
um, and, and, and uh, our in-house arrangers as well as other arrangers that we've tapped into, they know our sound the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you glossed over a little bit on Freedom, which recently <laughs> was selected for Voices Only 2019. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I wanted to spend actually a little bit of time talking about Freedom and how that song came to be in your rep. Um, it was the same process where we sent out a song suggestion list to everybody and then the board sat down and we were trying to figure out what we, I don't think we had a particular theme at that time. We were kind of just like throw it out there and we'll put it together. Um, and then through discussions, we figured out that we wanted to do something about racial injustice. And then someone had suggested freedom and we're like, this is perfect. We know exactly what we want to do with this. Um, and so our music director at the time, Evan Lee reached out to Hannah Tobias and they worked on, he like gave her our vision and our inspiration for the song and she put it together masterfully. And it was just, that's it. Like that's the story of freedom. How was was it? Perfect. And we just worked with it. How was it for you to record it? What was the process like laying that down? Um, I think, I think that over time, um, the way that we sung it, um, the intent behind it has just changed. Um, when we first got the song, it was obviously very fresh and new. So it sounded, every time we sang it, it sounded like, you know, it was something that we just learned and things like that. And I think over time with the weight of competition, with um, just the weight of everything going on in the world, um, it, it just became more powerful. Um, specifically, like for me, uh, for the solo, I the way that we we first did it at, um, quarterfinals was completely different from the way that we did it at finals was completely different from the way that we recorded it. Um, and so laying it, laying it down, um, I think all of us really kind of tapped into the emotion and the intent behind our set and behind just the actual meaning of the song. Yeah. Um, and it, it came out pretty freaking powerful. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Well, I was in the audience at finals and I saw it and it was amazing. So kudos. Uh, and and now I'm glossing over the fact that you know you guys went to ICCA finals. <laughs> You've had some success in the competition arena. Um, can you talk a little bit about? Uh, I mean, you mentioned the transition from being uh, having more of a focus on competition that was important to you. What what do you guys feel like you get out of competing? Why is it something that you put your time and energy into? Um. I think for us, competing uh, was not only to kind of challenge ourselves and our strengths as musicians and as singers and as performers, um, but also for that particular set, I think it was more about sharing what we created on a much larger platform. Mm-hmm. And ICCA allowed us to do that. Like the fact that you were there at finals kind of just goes to show like we have people kind of everywhere, especially in the acapella scene, um, that were willing to listen to what we had to say. So that was what competing was, I think, Mm -hmm. the time for us. I think it also depends on the group because last year we didn't compete and we focused on um, traveling and kind of gigging around. Um, But this year we wanted to do something different or try to compete and laugh. So 
is that intentional? Do you do you deliberately take years off of competition and alternate so that you have some money making opportunities, sort of internal growth and all the other things that you're out that you can focus on when you're not focusing on competition or, or was it just sort of happenstance? I would say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, we <clears throat> definitely ask the group what we want to do going into the next year. And it's a decision we make together. Um, but we also acknowledge that we need to make money in order to do the things we want to do, like compete and travel to LA for for festivals and competitions and stuff like that. Um, so, but there have been times when we competed year after year, like my freshman year we competed and then my sophomore year we competed. So in my junior year, we traveled. It just kind of depends on what the vibe is of the group and what we want to do that year. Yeah. So you mentioned laugh, and that's something that's coming up. What, why pick that particular festival? What about that appeal to you? Um, so we had gone to laugh before my freshman year. Um, and so we asked the group what they wanted to do going into this year. And everybody said that they wanted to compete except for one person. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, like, appease that person and also just have, like, a solid vibe going into the year, we were like, okay, let's do something that's less – um, taxing, but still compete. Yeah. And so ICCA is really, really taxing because it's it's a marathon. Yeah. It's not one competition. And laugh is just the <clears throat> one day you do it and then you're done and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, like, And it's also a traveling opportunity. Yeah. So we get to see a little bit of, of LA, do some workshops and master classes and also compete if we're if we get in. Yeah. So that was why we chose laugh. Because it's just like a multifaceted experience. Yeah. Do you have connections with any of the groups that are out in the Cali area to um, to have opportunities to to connect and make and form relationships or just re- reconnect? A little bit. A little bit. We, um, we that, have friends and the after school, school specials. specials. Uh-huh. Yeah. tones at UCLA. Cool. Um, but we haven't connected in a while, so that'll be interesting. Like getting to know the new iterations of the groups and everything. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward, is is recording something that's on your horizon? Where are you guys in in sort of that that cycle? Um, so recording is on our radar um, a little bit. Uh, we just kind of uh, locked in our competition set for laugh, um, so we're super excited about that. But in um, choosing those songs, we also started thinking about um, life after laugh. You know. <laughs> get the chance to go um and we still have like a whole semester left of school that we're together that we're still you know learning music and things like that so we're definitely thinking about thinking about new songs to add to our rep to record to release um yeah we we, we want to do a lot of fun stuff in the new year so i think that is definitely one of the things that we're trying to do awesome do you have resources at berkeley to do that kind of stuff maybe different than other schools? I guess this is something I don't really know because it's a music school that maybe there are studios and opportunities to record at school. So Berkeley, yes, does have studios for a specific type of majors that we uh, that, are, that is offered here. Um, but in terms of recording acapella groups, I don't think that anybody here has had the experience um, to do so. Yeah, to do so in like a Berkeley studio just yet. But I don't think it's something that we would be against because that's 
recording session. But I think also <laughs> there's an issue with who would own the masters. Yeah. Well, I believe Bernie changed that. Oh, they did. They just changed it. It used to be that Bernie would own all of the masters recorded in Berkeley Studios. Interesting. Well, so maybe there's there's some opportunity there. Maybe. So I kind of wanted to go back for a moment. You mentioned, you know, you're picking new songs. And I, I know that mental health is perhaps a focus for the competition set. But more broadly, when you think about your rep, how do you choose songs that you feel like represent the current iteration of Upper Structure? Um, I think it differs kind of year to year. Um, so last year, um, myself and Harold, um, we took a stab at arranging for the first time. And we didn't arrange based off of, like we, we, we tried to arrange based off of what we had in the group at the time. Sure. Um, and I think that every year our sound kind of develops into something else. Um, and so we... Uh, a song that we kind of have added to our rep that we do now is When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. And that was something that I don't think Upper Structure has ever, you know, the arrangement at least isn't something that Upper Structure has like sounded like before. Um, and so in terms of like just picking songs in general, we kind of try to keep, uh, we try to kind of, we kind of try to stay true <laughs> to the sound that Upper Structure is known for this, you know, the big wall of sound, but then also, you know, um, definitely playing into, you know, the voices and the, the sounds that the current iterations of Upper Structure can do. Because over time, of course, we definitely changed. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, over time, <laughs> Fingers crossed, some of you graduate and move on. <laughs> um, and that provides you a, an interesting opportunity for networking and alumni and having uh, this maybe bench of, of knowledge and people that you can connect with. What What is that starting to look like as you actually have some of those now that you've been around for long enough to have some of those? Um, we like to invite our alumni back sometimes to like give us critiques or just to remind the current iteration why the group was formed and what came out of the group. Um, because I feel like sometimes it's easy to lose track of that. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're in a competition season, that's really heavy. Or if you're just busy gigging a lot and you haven't really sat down and thought about like, why do we sing the songs? What did they come from? Um, so I think that's, primarily how we utilize our um, alumni. I don't know if there's another. It's also just like that family aspect of yeah. keeping like alumni from, well, yes, alumni of the group, keeping them um, involved. involved because we are a family and we like to keep that family aspect of the group because that's very important to us. Yeah. How, how do you, bring people into the family when people are starting with upper structure what what tips tricks do you use to help make them feel more at home um well, <laughs> i'm you're allowed to share i'm the newest of the group or to the group um i would say when i went in last year they were very <clears throat> open arms like the moment i like, got in the audition process was very relaxed um and this year specifically, we focused on the social aspect of auditions. So when we had people audition, we made sure that we got to know them, you know, um, and as well, of course, as, as a singing process. <laughs> I got to 
<laughs> I think the biggest thing is, yeah, having that like family aspect to the group and um, being there for each other outside of rehearsal is a really big thing. Um, they have like those are my these are my closest friends, um, and I do trust them with like my life. <laughs> so I mean, we spend a lot of time together. So I think it's fitting that I do. Um, we also um, no, yeah. um, we also this year had a um, little bonding trip out to Maine. Ooh. So it was funny because we finished the audition processes and we called all of the um, all of our newbies like Wednesday night and we were like, "Are you free this weekend? We're gonna like all drive to Maine." <laughs> um, and one of our members had like a beautiful lake house, and so we all got to spend the weekend out there just learning music and getting to know each other. It was really fun. That's awesome. Is there something when you see somebody auditioning that sparks for you that makes you feel like they will be a good fit for the group? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This year this year was probably one of the hardest audition years, but also kind of the easiest because we had a lot of really good talent. But there were some people that when they walked in the room and they sang, we all just knew. And we didn't want to discount anybody else. We were like, okay, yeah, we'll get it. People who are good, we're going to give them a call back. But at the end of the day, the people that we knew at their audition time were the same people that got into the group. Yeah. So there, I think there's just some something that we all can like resonate yeah. with and connect with when people come in and show us who they are when they sing. I think also, too, us being in the group for as long as we have been, we kind of know the feel of yeah. upper structure. Mm-hmm. And um, there are people, you know, our newbies, a lot of them naturally just brought that feel to their audition and so it kind of felt like you know this is already like a distant cousin that Mm -hmm. we just found Mm -hmm. you know so yeah except for me i was really quiet and awkward (laughs) (laughs) well you've come out of your shell no doubt (laughs) well folks i am so grateful that you gave us some insight into your family and shared some of your stories and ideas with us thank you so much Thank you so much for having us. Of course. That was Upper Structure from Berklee College of Music. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio, with special shout-out to Sam Baker for audio assistance. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.